Hey, welcome to the Hyperlink Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Martinez. Today we have a special guest, Tom Antion. If you haven't seen his other episode, go check it out. We covered a lot of cool stuff, but this episode is specifically called Deal Breakdown. We cover cool, interesting stories. It could be business-related, it could be life-related, who knows? We're going to find out today, Tom Antion. What cool, interesting story do we have today? Well, you know, uh, I'm kind of known as a Mr. Big Shot, the internet guy and all that. But a long time ago, you know, I've always worked for myself. That's, you know, I'm never had a job. And so I was watching Candid Camera one time. I got out of the nightclub business. I got injured, no health insurance, living on credit cards. I'm laying on a, a mattress in a vacant house. I used to be Mr. Big Shot of the state, and now I'm nobody. And I'm watching a black and white TV, which you and probably most of your listeners have never even seen, let alone heard of one. Okay. So I was watching a black and white TV and I was watching a show called Candid Camera. It's still around. People love it. And uh, it's uh, prior to punk and all these other practical joke shows. I thought, you know, this is great. People love the Candid Camera, but unless you live in California, you'd have to get caught by the camera. And then uh, what's the chances of that? You can't really participate. So I was doodling and I doodled this little devil sticking his tongue out at you. And I came up with the name prank masters, which is my federally registered trademark now where I custom design practical jokes. And I did 4,000 of them in and around Washington, DC. I moved out of Morgantown after I got up and about after my injury, moved to DC opened up and starved to death for six months. I put it in the, the only way to advertise was the yellow pages in those days. There was no internet. This is in the early nineties. So starved to death, eating chicken dogs, whatever, and had been uh, rent culture shock from the rents in those places. So, so anyway, I had this crazy thing where I had bought two fiberglass caskets at a flea market. <laughs> they're actually called pulpers caskets where if somebody didn't have any money they would show them in the casket and then i guess apparently dump them in the hole and keep the casket to reuse they're reusable caskets right i still have them in my garage over here. so i came up with this act uh called an over the hill preacher so if you turn 30 40 or 50 over the hill was a theme party yeah. right yeah and so i i would do this um uh, comical last will and testament. I'd learn all about you. Then I'd write, I was like a professional comedy writer for six years Okay, that we did this. And so I, uh, I, uh, was doing these casket jobs and setting a casket up with an old looking dummy at the house and everything. But I, I would, I didn't have any way to haul it. So I got this little travel trailer and remember I'm in DC, the, one of the busiest world roads in the world. And I've got a little Nissan Sentra with a travel trailer with a casket on it. And I'm dressed like a priest. And I've got these little magnets uh, that they have at funerals. And it said, Tom's Discount Funerals. <laughs> so I'm driving around town like this. And so Washington uh, Post, no, the Washington Times picked up and did a feature story on me. And I started getting really busy pulling all these practical jokes. And then the Washington Post picked it up, and then I got really busy. And then Associated Press picked it up, and I got it was on radio and TV all over the world with these crazy jobs I was doing, including the Tokyo Today Show. And I had all these crazy characters. I had 35 people working for me, including a guy that weighed 450 pounds. Wow. And he, did, he did an act called a moonogram. 
the message was actually written on his behind. <laughs> so <laughs> and it was one of the most popular acts. The Tokyo Today Show said, what is the moonogramma? <laughs> they didn't really understand. But, you know, Daniel, every business has its technical difficulties. You, yeah. you know that. So if he had two jobs in one day, somebody had to erase the first message and put on the second <laughs> message on his behind. And so, so I had all kinds of crazy. I had midgets and I had every, all these characters. We did uh, 4,000 practical jokes in and around Washington, D.C. One of my favorites was uh, I had this dog that was a mangy mutt. He was untrained. He'd, he'd bite himself all summer and patches of hair missing. And it was terrible. And so this lady called me up on a Saturday morning. She said, oh, I'm desperate. I forgot my best friend's birthday. And my be her best friend had owned a really exclusive hair salon in Washington, D.C. I'm talking, he won a Rolls Royce for hair design. This is really hoity-toity stuff, right? Wow. So, so I said, uh, okay, I, I'll call you back. It's a Saturday morning. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll think of something and we'll, we'll do it for you. So I'm taking my dog out on his walk and I'm seeing this mangy mutt and I'm thinking, and this hair patches the hair missing. I'm thinking hair, hair salon, hmm. So I got an idea and I said, I cleared it with her and I went down and I hauled this dog down to this fancy hair salon and I barged in claiming that my wife had had the dog groomed there the day before and his hair was falling out. <laughs> this is a people. <laughs> and the dog is totally untrained, running around circles. Just He's not dangerous, but he's just running around. He doesn't know what to do. And so I'm giving the owner a bunch of crap about this and I'm threatening to sue him. And so after a while, I pulled out the business card that has the devil sticking his tongue out at you, says prank masters on it. And he was so flustered. He, he said, okay, but I said, I'm going to take this dog out. To, I called the dog Farnsworth because I thought to be a good dog for a fancy place. And I took the dog out and I came back in and, uh, and I did a singing telegram for him. And so everybody's laughing and ha, ha, big joke, you know, but my favorite part of it is there was a lady in the lobby who was a dog groomer. Uh, she said, I can't, you know, I know every type of dog there is. I said, you know, I couldn't imagine what kind of show I claimed the dog was a show dog and that his hair was falling out. And I demanded they federal express a canine to pay it in to fix him up for his show. And she says, I know every kind of dog there is. I couldn't imagine what kind of show dog that mutt was. <laughs> so, so we just did, uh, did 4,000 of those over uh, the six years. Yeah. Doing that kind of stuff, it makes you uh, really devoid of embarrassment. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I did all kinds of crazy stuff. I did a, you know, they have male dancers in these clubs and stuff. Well, I did a get dressed dancer. I'd come with these goofy boxer shorts and giant wingtips, and they'd be yelling, get dressed, get dressed. <laughs> my, one of my favorites is when I was doing one of these overhills. I was in one of the fanciest malls in the world, Tyson's Corner Mall outside of D.C., one of the things I love I love about the story is that was there cameras around? In like, those days, no. You had giant VHS cameras, so you didn't have any hidden cameras. I, mean, I would love to see these crazy stories because I think I think it's one of those things where like all the stuff that you did is like <laughs> only ingrained in here. Yeah, yeah, it's only ingrained in here, and I, I'm I'm glad you got an opportunity to tell it out because. Like I said, I don't know if you ever said, I don't know if somebody ever asked you about that on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, lots of people like that. And when I uh, do speeches, uh, a lot of times I tell them about my uh, humble beginnings as a crazy practical joker. Yeah, you overcome your fear of uh, looking like a moron to put your foot in your mouth when you're, especially mm -hmm. 
stuff like that. Oh man, if you, yeah, the some of the things I did, the way I was dressed, uh, I've done more. Oh, and I was also, uh, I bet you, you haven't had any guests on here that have been to Santa school. I've actually <laughs> went to Santa school because I, I hated my mother so much. I didn't want to go home on Christmas. So I, I went to Santa school and then I said, oh, I can't come home. I got to do the parties for the kids. So I did a, a regular party for the kids and then they go to bed. And then I did a naughty Santa for the adults and <laughs> so had all these one liners. <laughs> one thing about you that I, I really appreciate is you almost like a, you, you've lived your life like a whole kid mentality. Like you're not afraid mm -hmm. to try new experiences. You're not afraid to learn and get down to the, whatever the basics of whatever it is. And I, I think it's a, it's a very good quality that you have. Um, just I being, I'm 67 going on 12. And you said that, and I really didn't understand that. Now so, you do. <laughs> now, so you said that right here and I'm like, this, okay, literally nothing can stop you and nothing can deter you from doing what you want to do. And I think it's a, it's a great admiration that a lot of people um, should find. Not that you can do it all the time, because I think it's really your personality, but just find some way to kind of let it all go and not not be so serious about life. Well, it's all it's both ends of the spectrum, Daniel, because, yeah, I did all that fun, made all those people happy and all those parties. But on the other hand, I have a TV show in development called Scam Brigade in Hollywood because I'm as tough as nails on one hip from being through gunfights and bikers trying to kill me. Some scammer, you know, behind a computer is not going to scare me that much. All right. So I've got that in development. They're doing a documentary about my life and my dad's uh, life called the American entrepreneur should be, should be out uh, this summer. Uh, so, um, so yeah, it's called, uh, you can see the trailer at uh, facebook.com slash American entrepreneur film. So uh -huh. Hollywood, a company came up to me and they had been following me for a while and they asked me if they could do a documentary. I'm thinking, I thought you had to be dead before I did a documentary. I was, I was some kind of omen, but they said, no, 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 we've been following you for a long time. And so uh, Hollywood production company is, uh, has got it almost finished and they're making deals. I don't know with Netflix or somebody, I don't know. So yeah, so I can have fun on one end, but I'm tough as nails on the other hand. And I hold your feet to the fire. If you're in my mentor program, cause if I just pat you on the back for doing stupid things, I can't help you. You know, so uh, having a wide, what I call dynamic range uh, can really open up lots of, lots of things for you. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I, I, I appreciate your, your candidness and craziness is like I said, a lot of people that are just, they, they don't actually live life and enjoy life and they don't do crazy things like making a hen thing. <laughs> like start starting off a little hen farm to get eggs. Like this crazy. And it, it, it brings, I can tell you enjoy your life and you've enjoyed your life as a whole. It's still, it's still going every day that uh, goes by. Uh, I'm doing something to, uh, to go forward. And I, so a lot of times, uh, you know, I do remember a lot of stories, but a lot of times somebody asked me what I did yesterday and I, I never think backwards. It's yeah. like, I'm always going forward, 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 you know? So I learned from my mistakes, but, uh, you don't dwell on them. Don't dwell on them. And any final thoughts like that? Cause that was a good one. Oh, uh, there's a quote that this is, this is what I always ask. I never asked you this on the other episode, but what's the quote that somebody yours or somebody else's that you resonate with? <laughs> okay i don't know if you'll understand this one or not but uh this was i think uh, mad dog mattis uh, is the was one of the generals in the past administration yeah. he said um i think it was him he said a sucking chest wound is god's way of telling you you need to slow down 
<laughs> so, <laughs> somebody got shot in the chest. <laughs> so, so uh, that's a little oddball one. Another one's uh, with oh, who's that? Uh, the, the the greatest martial artist of all time. I can't think of his name right now. Bruce yeah, Lee. Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah. He said, uh, "Don't fear the man who has ten thousand uh, techniques, something like that. Fear the man that has one technique that he's practiced ten thousand times." You know, so. So yeah, it's persistence, consistency will get you where you're going. And um, and uh, fail fast is another one that I like because I don't want to. Uh, you know, in the old days, it would take months to do a test on a mailing. Let's say nowadays you can do it in hours with the the, the tools that we have, like split testing and improving your sales copy and everything. So fail fast. You know, and another one I don't know who said this is uh, all great people have a sense of urgency about them. Get it done. Don't sit around and do nothing. Go, go, go. Something good will happen if you if you go. But if you just sit there, there's no chance of something good happening. Yeah, maybe there's no chance of anything bad happening, but there's no chance of anything happening unless you go. So go, G-O. Man, this has been a great episode. I, I Man, I really appreciate you helping me, uh, doing this last second one, too, because there's a lot of good stuff in this one, too, man. ScrewTheCommute.com. Where else can people find you? And uh, tell a little about what, uh, your podcast and what I'm doing here. Yeah, screwthecommute.com. And they can, uh, uh, my mentor program is the longest running ever in the field of internet and digital marketing at greatinternetmarketingtraining.com. Also have the school, the only licensed, dedicated internet marketing school in the country too, um, imtcva.org. imtcva.org. There you go. Thank you, Tom, for coming on. I appreciate you giving up your time today and I uh, appreciate you showing early. We were finishing right on time. Like we said, we were, and uh, I appreciate your time and your, your 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 life stories that can hope make an impact on other people's lives. My pleasure, Daniel. All right, yeah. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Go like, share, subscribe, share with a friend. Tell 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 your buddy. Don't tell your don't tell your neighbors downstairs. That could be well, you're in the strip club, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> don't tell your neighbors downstairs if they're <laughs> part of the strip club, right? <laughs> If you don't know what we're talking about, you gotta watch the episodes. See? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. We we see you next time on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, if you would like to receive hot leads right to your cell phone in a text message, check out hiveleads.io and you can receive the same leads we've been receiving in our campaign for three and a half years that's made us successful in the land game. Check us out.